Welcome to Not The 9 To 5, the podcast for freelancers by freelancers. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, join us as we share insights, tips and stories to help you thrive in the world of independent work. I'm Kat. And I'm Francesca. We are two freelancers exploring the highs, lows and everything in between. So grab your coffee, kick back and let's dive into another episode of Not The 9 To 5. Catherine Siggers. Francesca Morago. <laughs> oh, Catherine. Hello. Hello. You all right? Yeah. Have you got any stories for me? I have many a story, many a tale, but what tale in particular do you want? Well, this is the thing. I think as freelancers, you conjure up lots of stories in your working life because every day is different. And that it is. no two days are the same. No two days are the same. But do you know what story I want? What? The story of how you became a freelancer. Oh, yeah. How did I become a freelancer? Okay. Give it as a story, though. I don't want a brief outline. Oh, okay. I want details. You want details? Details. All right, well, we've got time for that. So, um... I've got me cup of let's, tea. Let's begin. How did I become a freelancer? Um, so let's, let's take it back quite a few years now. Um, I went Could to university... Get- I studied for three years, achieved a first-class honours in drama and performance from the University of Portsmouth. So whilst I was there, I decided, look, I kind of understood a little bit behind the theory of theatre and acting, but also the practicalities of producing stuff, and I kind of got involved in producing little shows there outside of uni, and I thought, I really, really like this. Once uni finished, I decided I still want to be an actor. Mm. How do I do this in this world? Should I just be an actor? Should I be other things? And I slowly realised, obviously, the acting industry isn't as quick as you would like it to be. And so in, in the end, I decided to do an internship. But let me just tell you, it took me so long to get the opportunity. I was twiddling my t- thumbs, contacting so many people for about six seven months didn't have anything coming through I was like no one likes me I'm not good I can't venture into the internship route of like film and tv world because I thought let me work in production yeah. understand that behind the scenes makes me a better actor more appreciative of those people tell me if I'm boring you um Catherine the question I had just then <laughs> I, you're not boring me I'm just being conscious that my coat is loud oh yeah and I'm moving of course um no the question I had actually was um what do you do what did you do during that time when you were waiting for the internship to come like I know you were applying for jobs but did yeah. you do any like side hustles or anything oh my god um to be honest with you I ended up reading so many different plays Oh, right. So, so you, I was work, at, you I, weren't working. No, I was at home with my parents. This was after uni. After uni. get the timeline. After uni, exactly. Right. Um, and I was doing a bit of invigilating um, oh, at schools because we course. love a classic we invigilator. love an invigilator. Um, so I was doing that sort of during the times that they needed me, which was like during the summer and like sometimes in the winter when they had yeah. mocks and whatever. Got so you. basically I was doing that, which was killing me. Um, also doing something that's so silent and you can't be proactive to do other things is just like dead (laughs) anyway we've passed that time period of life and we will not be returning to it but in that time that was a really hard slug for me and I was really really upset all the time because I was like why am I not getting the opportunities like I can do the behind the scenes I can be organized Mm -hmm. anyway I joined this website called my first job in film 
if those listening out have heard of it it's a cool little way to get into doing internships you're not going to be paid for your time but you'll be paid your expenses so you're not losing out in that sense you're gaining valuable knowledge anyway I applied 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 I found this assistant producer role um and like production assistanty role and I thought let's just do that let's mm. see and I applied and I got a reply back and I was like oh Winning. my god is life changing for me is this the way to Hollywood tell me tell me tell me anyway I got it and I went in uh, to, to do the interview mm. and I was a bit nervous because I was like oh I don't like yeah we do auditions as actors but like interviews is just like a different realm and it was yeah. in an office and I was like oh do I want to do this because it's an office based kind of internship in the end they offered me their production assisting role mm-hmm. um, and that then kind of actually opened the gates to lots of opportunities for me on set that I thought you know I probably wouldn't do kind of connecting this story and it's a little bit random but it's actually relevant if those people listening like tarot cards and like fortune tellers when I was 18 I was in Scotland doing an audition for drama school for the conservatoire and me and my mum saw this sign for tarot reading it was like 15 quid mm-hmm. my mum's like oh my god you should do it and I was like oh my god oh my god what if, what if it's bad like what if it's not the path I want to take she's like oh don't worry about it like take it with a pinch of salt it's fine it's a bit of fun so I did it and this lady was like, at the time, I really wanted to go to drama school and do like three years. Um, and I didn't want to go uni. I actually re- was really against it. And um, this tarot reader goes, um, you'll be completing um, like a three year course um, and you'll achieve a very high degree. And I was like, excuse me, in what? Like, And they were like, you'll go to a university. And I went, sorry, I don't what do you mean I'm all about drama school bear in mind I never told this lady anything about me I didn't tell her about my background in drama I didn't tell her about my parents I didn't tell her anything at all she literally looked at my palm and she says you're very into the arts you're very creative your background is in theatre you've been doing it since you were five and I was like I'm sorry because I didn't tell her anything and I was 18. Like literally nothing. Literally nothing. All I knew is that she was Italian. And from, from my name, she was like, oh, you're Italian because my name is Italian. That's it. That's actually it. <laughs> and she and I was That's like, incredible. oh my God, like what the hell? Like I don't, you know, I was getting quite yeah. worried internally. Yeah. How does this link to my story? I forgot now. Um, but she was like, yeah, you'll be, you'll be like into the arts and creative. Oh yeah. And then she's like, oh, in the future, you'll work in... Um, lots of film and television and I went what and I thought oh maybe like acting or but then like I was really set on theatre and I was like what about theatre she goes you'll do theatre but mainly film and tv work and I went oh what and I was like um but she's like you'll constantly be learning in your job like you'll always Ah. find new things and learning and I thought oh well this could be acting or this could be at the time I wasn't into film and TV or locations or producing or anything because I was only 18 mm. all I thought was acting and drama that's all I wanted to do is be an actor but she's like you're, we won't have just one career she says you'll do multiple things ah. and she said this to me and I was like what the actual like at the time I was like does this does this gal know me like that is mad it's so mad and she's like you'll drive a blue car and I went excuse me I drive a blue car you do drive a yeah, blue car yeah but I didn't pick Perhaps that car because that. she told me that 
I literally just subconscious like you know I was I really liked that car and it was a good price and we got it but it's a blue car it's a blue car how funny is that that is mad yeah and she predicted other stuff with my family and things which was like really freaking creepy but yeah it's like literally it's came true today yeah, yeah. So she said, she said all the, these things about the production side. And yeah. I thought, what the hell? Anyway, flash forward like five years and you see that I have a university degree of a high first class honours and I work in film and TV. There we <laughs> and go. And I do acting in multiple different jobs. And you've got a blue car? And I've got a blue car. Vroom, vroom. That's crazy. I've never had a fortune like reading. Oh my God, I've never crazy. had a palm reading or anything it. like that. Got to do it. I've not even had a tarot reading. I read tarot though myself. Oh, where's the card? I forgot. Oh, for goodness sake. Next time, please. You'll have to message We're me. About you put eight, it in the show nine notes. podcasts in here, ten podcasts in. You still haven't got it. <laughs> Literally, I bought myself a book the other day yeah. to read them properly. Good. Mm, learning. I'm convinced so, I'm a witch. I think I used to be one in the past. Hundred percent. Definitely. Hundred percent. Like that's I probably do... how we are friends now. We probably knew each other. Probably. Our souls connected at some point. <laughs> anyway, that's a massive tangent. So I mean, then, yeah. So Go. then, what happened then? Well, so going back to that flashing forward five years obviously I got this internship and started working for this production company called Saint Mark Studios and in there I then got experience in commercial world Mm -hmm. and I started to understand how fast everything was much faster than I thought Mm -hmm. in previous times Um, and that's where I met a producer who was um, into commercial land and they got me on a it was a captain ad captain is like the uber competitor is it's, it it's basically a, yeah it's one. called captain with a k um and we did this whole commercial in spitalfields market and it was like all like an undercover little commercial it was quite cool anyway and i've done stuff like that and then EasyJet came mm. and we did an EasyJet ad and all of this stuff and it really gave me those like tools i was like actually i quite like this and then I did a commercial for London and Macau, which is this hotel that David Beckham was the ambassador for. Right. He was in the ad. I then met a location manager on the ad. On the ad? Did you meet David Beckham as well? Yeah. <gasps> He's lovely. Is he? Really nice, really kind, very much like a people person. Like mm. He can be a bit shy, but then he likes to say thank you to everyone on set and just be really nice. Yeah. So it was nice. It was very enjoyable. Um, and I met this location manager and he really saw the work that I did on the production side and wanted to take me onto his team. Mm-hmm. And he works in in features and commercials. Right. And I was like, that might be a cool move for me. Yeah. I like traveling. I like seeing different things. Cool. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah. And I was really focused on that. I kind of left the acting behind for a bit because I thought I want to be a producer. Mm-hmm. That's all I want to do. So I had a bit of a moment where I was like no no I have to just do one thing and producing I can get there quicker and I can be more successful in my head at the time that's what I was thinking joined him worked for him for two years on a freelance basis doing all kinds of stuff and that's kind of led me to I then left him because that was a whole drama Mm -hmm. in itself but it made me who I am you know gave me more more experience got me more connections and that's why now I'm uh, where I'm at yeah. And then I decided from that, from that experience of the high stress that I got from that boss and like the negativity I also got mm. from him, I then um, realised I don't want to just do that. I want to do acting as well. And I went back into it. So that's a cool. very long story of 10 minutes. I love that. But that's though. kind of how I went that's into this. That's how you got into freelancing. Yeah. What about Interesting. you? Interesting. Um, so 
similar-ish path, I suppose. Obviously. Except mine was... So I used to work for a TV production company. Sorry, TVC production company. So TV commercial production company. Um, And at the time, I was working as a researcher and a production assistant. Um, And I actually realised I made quite good friends with um, one of the directors there. Um, And he kind of showed me there were more jobs than just what I was doing at the time. Mm. Now, I only took on that job because, I don't know, it just came available and they'd asked me to join the team and so I did. You know, it was um, it was quite an easy sort of uh, job to get at the time. Uh, so I made friends with um, a lovely guy called Mac Nixon, who was a director there and he would do lots of like... Um, he would do lots of like the voiceover stuff. Um, he obviously not he would do it. He would direct lots of the voiceover right. stuff, and I still sort of like saw what he was doing, and it was quite interesting. Like that other side of it, we used to go to like the sound place and stuff, um, and yeah, it was just I I realised I I did actually quite like that side of production, not necessarily the stuff I was doing. I I couldn't cope with the as I've spoken about on podcasts before. Um, it was just all a bit too much yeah. for me personally um, and I didn't feel like creatively fulfilled so I think that's where I was like okay well I like directing um, and then I used to spend quite a lot of time with the editors as well the video editors and um, I sort of I was really lucky I had a um my boss at the time he could see that I was like wanting to like venture off into like different avenues um this was like just just like a couple months before covid but he was he was letting me like like spend a day with Max spend a day with Joe spend like and like spend my time doing like different jobs as opposed to just keeping it to the role I was initially there for Mm -hmm. because on our team there was there was two production assistants, um, production manager, and then the producer. There was like, I think there was four different teams that worked in the office and we were like one of them. So there was already a production assistant working on stuff. And so my boss at the time, he was like, you know, go off and like do, find out what it is you want to do and we'll see like, you know, how it it goes and, and where you can kind of like fit within, within the company. Um, of course, we all know what happened next. <laughs> Lockdown came. Of course it did. But by that time, I had I had found out what I wanted to sort of do in terms of the backstage stuff. And it wasn't, produ- it wasn't being a production assistant. It wasn't being a researcher. It wasn't doing anything like that. I was much better and much stronger at the directing and at the, um, the editing so or at least my brain could engage with it a lot a lot more and so I learned a lot from that job um and then obviously lockdown happened I got made redundant and then I was like oh my god I need to need to make some money um and then that's when you know my sort of my voiceover career really kicked in um and then the coaching photography and because we had loads of time Mm. and I was lucky enough to have some savings I could um learn how to properly edit I could learn how to um like video edit and audio edit I could learn how to properly 
photograph things. Um, you know, I had the time and so I was really lucky to be able to do that. Um, Is that when you invested into stuff? Like yeah. into the voiceover, into mm. the cameras for the photography. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was when all that happened. Yeah. So it was a risky move, looking back on it, to go, well, I'm just going to invest a load of money into this and see what happens. And, you know, my first year, I can't say I made that much of a profit, but I was in such a lucky position to have that to have that money behind me that I could then go and explore all of this stuff and then, you know, four years on or whatever yeah four years on um I'm a profitable freelancer who's got my own studio space now and uh you know is you know I would say semi-successful um you know at least my definition of success is I'm working I'm working yeah. every day yeah and and that's at the moment that's success enough for me um so yeah, I that was sort of my way. But then then look then on the acting side of things, obviously when COVID happened, acting stopped mm. for me for a little while. Just because um well there was many different factors, but the main one really was there wasn't much going on and I hadn't really established myself as an act as as like a I hadn't got an agent at the time. There was not like I just sort of let it take a back seat um and let my voice acting take over all the while I was still teaching acting and I was still teaching voice acting so I was still in that world I was still using that part of my brain it just wasn't me in front of the camera but then no one really was Mm. um and then yeah and then this year has been a fantastic year for my acting um and yeah I mean to be honest with you it's taken me until this year to get an agent um I hadn't had an agent before September of this year Uh, Not through lack of trying, just through, I don't know what, but the right agent, I believe, has come along for me at the right time. Um, And I'm really grateful to be part of um, the agency I'm with now, which is called Three is a Crowd Management. Shout out to Reese. So yeah, I'm I'm just really lucky that I've got an agent who's like so on my side. He's like he's back like he he's in my corner. Yeah. Um and you know wants to see me grow and be successful and um I think I needed that sort of I almost got to a point earlier on in the year where I was like am I even any good? If no mm-hmm. agents want me, am I even any good? Or should I even bother? continuing this should I maybe just go start and like I don't know create my own teaching academy or something like that like I was just like because this acting thing it ain't working and then obviously the show came along and then Reese came along um and you know and I'm feeling in a much stronger position now at the end of the year that's so good so yeah that's it. Sorry, that was so long-winded then, everyone. Sorry if I've no, bored you to want, sleep. We all want to know, you know, your background and how you got to where you got to. At the end of the day, we all have to start somewhere. We do. And it's not always like, yes, we became all of these things no. overnight. No, it takes time. There's a bit of grafting involved. You've got to basically show people what you can do. You've got to prove yourself a You have bit to prove yourself. Before Absolutely. you can get there. Special thanks to Ewan McCandless for our jingle music. Ewan is a fantastic composer and brilliant musician. If you're interested in having your own jingle made or simply want to learn a new musical skill, you can contact Ewan and view his work on his website at www.ewanmccandless.co.uk. Hold up. 
I'm sure there's been lots of people that have impacted us or inspired us so on our journey. People. Have have there been anyone for you? Do you know in particular what? Or there anything have that's been. happened. So there's been a few I would say famous people and non-famous people right. who have inspired me. Yeah. So the first person that has inspired me to be a badass freelancer is actually Amy Poehler. Oh, who's Amy um, Poehler? From Parts and Rec. She was on SNL. Got you. Uh, do you know who I'm talking about yeah. now? Blonde yeah. woman. So she is not only an actor, she's also a producer. She's a director. She writes her own books. She's created, I don't want to get this wrong, it's called um, Smart Girls at the Party, which is an online community aimed at empowering girls before they become women. And I think, like, and she also, like, uh, advocates, um, like, she's an ambassador for the the National Domestic Mm -hmm. Abuse um, organisation out in America. Um, And I just think, like, she does it, so perfectly all the while whilst like having a family of her own and like she has all these different jobs yet she's still at the top of her game yeah and is successful Mm. um and she's just released a podcast as well called say more which is like an improvisation podcast um where she pretends so basically they have like a topic each week she's pretending to be a therapist but like not a good one right and she's called dr sheila right but it's called dr question mark Sheila because she's not a real therapist <laughs> so she's like for for legal reasons um can you say doctor like it's a question doctor yeah Sheila um when they, <laughs> when you address me um and she just has like like loads of different people on like Tina Fey oh, cool. like Molly Shannon people like that um like people who have been in improv for many many years mm-hmm. it's a really good series and so they'll just have a topic that they they like people have come to her about to talk about in therapy and then it ends up on an elaborate ride i tell you that for nothing it's very good though Um, so she's inspired me um laura prepon from no i don't know orange is the new black i haven't watched it i know that 70s show have you watched that 70s show no anyway (laughs) she's an actor She's a director as well. She directed on the last season of Orange. Cool. Um, and then since she's directed a film, again, another woman who is raising a family, is doing, is being a working mum, and I find that so inspiring. Um, she's also a wellness entrepreneur, so she has a thing called Prepon Kitchen, mm-hmm. um, where she talks, uh, she's got, I've got her first book that came out called The Stash Plan, which is all about like prepping your food and making sure it's all organic and like she does like bone broths and oh, stuff yummy. like that, um, which helps to promote like collagen in the face. It does, yeah. Um, so yeah I find her really inspiring because she talks a lot about like how you know what works for me might not work for you these are just my um my suggestions and what's worked for me but like find your own find your own rhythm find your own groove and she worked with a doctor on the um like the meridian channels within yourself and like how to like balance them through good good food and good diet um and so she's someone who like has so many different facets to her career not just one mm-hmm. particular thing like she's able to do lots of things different things mm-hmm. um and then there's a couple of people like in my personal life who i would say have been inspirations for me to do what i do the first one is a woman called emily joy mm-hmm. 
she's an actor and an acting coach. Um, I actually met her at my brother's wedding. She's Australian. She's my brother's wife's best friend. That's cool. (laughs) But she has shown me, especially with my acting career, that if you are persistent and consistent, Mm -hmm. you will get to where you want to go. Because she has just been in Fisk. Do you know it? F-I-S-K. No. Um, It's an Australian like sitcom. Mm Mm-hmm really quite big out there it's on netflix right now mm-hmm. and she's i think in the third season of that cool. um but she's i don't know how old she is but she's i would say she's probably well she's definitely older than us mm-hmm. um maybe like early mid 30s mm-hmm. and it's just shown me that like with persistence you really can do anything and with consistence and backing yourself being in your own corner and she also does like webinars as well like and and obviously coaching um and I think she does self tapes as well like people can come to her studio and so it's very similar to sort of what I do as well yeah yeah um and I don't know it's just shown me and she she dips in and out of it you can see on her social she she dips in and out of it when she's got jobs obviously she's not so active and then she like picks it back up and she's got such a big following that like people are more than happy to like let her like like she's sort of really paved a part like a a a narrative for herself where she can just dip in and out of Mm -hmm. it and always has regular those regular clients or at least appears to yeah so i think that that inspires me to um to keep yeah to keep to keep on keeping on that's so cool um it's wicked yeah, and then there's one more person. Sorry to go on, guys. Oh, but there is one more person that I do have to tell, that I do have to talk about. Um, and her name is Kate Hennessy. And um, she was the first person I knew to be a freelancer. Aww. She was the first person that I saw living a different lifestyle. Right. Um, so originally we were in the same amateur dramatics like group when mm-hmm. I was younger. Um, and she had become a photographer she did my first headshots when I was like 18 she was the first person to do my headshots she was the first person like I say that I saw have a different kind of life that wasn't just working that nine to five and working for someone else like she's had so many different um facets to her I keep on using that word facets to her um her career now Mm -hmm. you know she's not only a photographer she also has just had a novel come out back in the summer it's a really good book it's called watch over me so good I almost forgot it uh it's called watch over me it's on kindle um it's really really good really really good uh, kind of like a dystopian kind of hunger gamesy vibe to it it's really good but anyway she just sort of was the first person like I say that I knew had a different lifestyle Mm. and I liked that she had that freedom to say like on her Instagram you know she would just be doing different things and it wouldn't always just be photography and now she's gone on to do videography as well like she's like moving with the times Mm. and she's actually someone I have reached out to in the past when things have gotten tough and I've gone Kate I don't know I don't know if I can do this I just don't know if I can do this this is I just feel so bad I just don't know if I can do this yeah and she's like look chill she's given me some useful tips and you know she's like what you see on social media might not be absolutely true yeah of course you know and also like let yourself have that time to grow and like also like 
some years are going to be bad as a freelancer. That's just how it goes. Mm. You know, so she made me feel validated in how I was feeling because she had felt like that before. Yeah. So she's a really good one for me to be able to reach out to. And I'm very grateful that I can reach out to her. Like she's allowing me to, uh, allowing me to reach out to her. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, just someone else is on your side. Yeah. Which is nice. So yeah, uh-huh. those are the those are my inspirations. Who are Lots your inspirations? Them. I don't have as many inspirations as you, but I would say I'm kind of throwing it back to the age of five now, where I got put into a Saturday theatre school, mm. artist theatre school. Uh, my mum put me in there um, partially because I was very quiet and shy, right. and she wanted me to see whether that was some like whether drama was something that could help me, and also. I might like as well mm. as an activity and so I joined that school and I stayed there for 10 years oh. um, and I met Amanda Redmond she's an actress she's known for New Tricks uh, which was a BBC um, crime show mm. you'd love it it's a detective series I need to watch it um, she plays one of the main characters in it as the lead detective mm. um, and she runs that school Uh, she still runs it now Um, and so she ran it then as well and so every time I was there I'd learned such you know great things at that school it was only like I think we were there for like an hour and a half or something every Saturday Mm. it wasn't long but we did do shows with them and stuff like that so it did allow us to kind of understand like the acting etiquette of how you should Mm. be where you should breathe from how you should stand how you should vocalize and all these kinds of stuff she really inspired me because she was a work she's a working actor you know she's getting those jobs but she also has this Saturday school to help other people Mm. grow and prosper in a way and that's it definitely helped me um, now the school is just open for adults, not young children anymore. But at the time when I was there, it was. It was kind of all ages mm-hmm. from the age of five onwards. So it was a really great thing and it really inspired me because I was like, wow, that's so cool. Like, I'd love to be like her. I'd love to like, you know, be on set and, and be in part of something, you know, and, yeah. and that kind of the whole etiquette of her really inspired me. Um, and then through that, um, my mum uh, did this lady's hair called Barbara Flynn she I don't know if you've heard of um some of the Tesco ads but her voice is one of the Tesco advert voices is it yeah but she also did you know my big fat gypsy weddings I don't know if you ever saw that she was the voice she was the narrator for it yeah that's her go on Barbara Flynn yeah and she's born on my birthday so you know I mean like the universe twin flames exactly um, and I really loved her because she's a great theatre actor. She does more theatre than she does TV and film. And I really was inspired by kind of her work ethic and where she can, comes from when it comes from when it comes to acting. And so mm. they're both freelancers, you know, in that sense. Um, they're both doing other things. She does jewelry making on the side, you know. Oh, that's cool. Amanda does um, this theatre school on the side. So, you know, like, you know, they're both kind of working freelancers. I think at the time when I was younger, I never thought necessarily I would be freelancing or I didn't really know what that was at the time. But I always knew that I wanted to do multiple things, not just one thing. Yeah. So I would say those were kind of my inspirations. Um, But also like watching my mum, she was, you know, she's a hairdresser. She used to work, she works in salons. She also works from home. Uh, she also works at this school so she's constantly shifting and turning in her life which is quite inspiring because it shows you like you can have a you know you you can have a child some things have got to give but you can still do try and navigate your life through that freelancing world I've also been born into it because my both my parents are freelancers so yeah it actually was just inevitable basically to become one 
So uh, I'm going to keep that short and sweet. So I love that. I so I that. rambled today, didn't I? <laughs> well, I rambled with my story, so we're equal. <laughs> this now. is true. Um, but yeah. Big thanks to the wonderful graphic designers of our logo, Double Licks. They seamlessly brought our ideas to life and exceeded all expectations. Double Licks covers everything from brand strategy to building or updating your website, email campaigns, and graphic design. Double Licks is our go-to London-based creative agency and could be yours too. Find them at www.doublelicks.com. Throwing it back to school, did you ever get told about what freelancing was, if that's a thing? Like, you know, did you ever hear your teachers talk about it? Are you joking? Are you joking? Are you joking? No. No. I had never heard of the word. You know, the first time I heard that word was when I was working at um, the the commercial company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, we we had to, like, basically hire some people for a shoot. And they were like, oh, um, so-and-so can come in. I think it was a DOP. Yeah. And, um, And they were like, oh, yeah, he's, uh, he's... And I was like, oh, is he not who is he I've never heard of him and they're like oh he's a freelancer and I was like what what is this and then I realized how much he was getting paid and I was like right I'm sorry something's got to change (laughs) and that sort of made me realize oh my god like there's good money in Mm. sometimes less work yeah you know I'm not saying we don't work hard but I do get paid for the hour that I work sometimes like I've said it before I can get a hundred pounds for an, for less than an hour's work, mm. but my work isn't always consistent, yeah. so I don't get a hundred pounds every hour. Yeah, wouldn't that be dreamy? Um, <laughs> but I can get a hundred pounds for one hour's work, or le- or less than an hour's work. Yeah, you know. But bearing in mind that obviously our freelance wages are higher because we have to file our own taxes and our own well, yeah, you always have to take your twenty percent, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you always have to think, okay, well, Even, I'm getting this much, you know, but actually. If I'm getting hundred pounds, I'm only actually getting eighty. Yeah. So yeah. it's obviously, you know, always being logical and keeping that to the side yeah. a little bit it's for the tax man in Jan. You got it. Um, and April. But yeah, I mean, at school we never really heard that word. Basically, no, um, never. I, I think they should. I think they should teach it. One hundred. Like talk about it in like um like what's it called PSHE? Yeah. When it, you're talking about your physical, social, health, education. Or I don't know. I just school. know that they only put like pregnant at 16 on yeah that was it that was all they did at my school that was it like i think my workbook was pretty much empty oh we didn't even have a workbook at my school oh did you not no are you joking i didn't have a bshe workbook wow no yeah we did they literally just put on like like don't like don't drink and drive like like basically don't 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 smoke like like all different like video like different videos which probably we we do now we'd i'd do one of them videos you know like informational videos mm. i'd be the person who was like you mean you'd be in it yeah i'd be in it as an actor sorry yeah no, would, you wouldn't drink it? alcohol or no oh my god are you joking <laughs> never like, no 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 i mean like i would be star in it. in it right now yeah i'd be dead body number one. Oh, i'll be number two <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but uh but yeah there was rubbish so and, and i mean the thing is i knew what i wanted to do throughout my whole entire there was no I didn't need a, a like job counselling session it literally took all of five minutes I went into the session I said I want to be an actor they said have you thought of x y and z I said I have not because I want to be an actor that was it that was the whole like job session that I had to go to 
like with like a mentor or whatever I don't, I don't think I remember having that at school I remember at uni we had like a careers advice yeah and you go in like you had careers advice at uni yeah so you have it was an optional drop-in oh okay and you could go to like the student union or whatever it was and then they would talk to you about what you'd want to do as next steps like after uni because some people don't pre-plan and so I think they wanted to understand statistically what people are doing and whatever whatever um and um yeah I think I mentioned acting and they were like hmm and I'm like, well, I'm doing a drama performance degree, mate. Like, what, what do you, you think I'm going to do with my life? Yeah. Um, and they were like, yeah, but is there any other avenues? Like, you know, you I hate that. Down? And it's like, well, actually, you know, if if they're offering me career advice, they'd actually they didn't actually know what yeah. to suggest to me. I knew more yeah. about that than they knew, and yeah. that's quite sad. It in is, my isn't it? It's really freaking sad. It is sad. But I just have a story. Yeah. Because obviously, it. this is the whole podcast about stories. When I just I just finished the job that I was on yeah. now, right? Mm-hmm. And after our show, the head teacher came to us and was like, "Would you like? Are you able to do a Q and A with our students, our Year Fives and Year Sixes?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." Like, you know, what about? They're like, "Just about your careers and how you got to where you got to, about the acting industry, um, what cool. you think about it, and stuff like that." And I was like, "Okay, cool." So we did. We stayed behind. We had a little Q and A with them, and the, the head teacher actually was that used to want to be a musician, a pianist, oh. and he was so into it. And I think this is where he was coming from as a creative. He's yeah. a head teacher now, so I assume he's not doing piano, maybe on the side, piano yeah. playing anymore or anything like that. Yeah, maybe on the side. But he was saying how like he used to really love it and how he used to be really nervous mm. performing in front of people. And But he thinks it's a really good opportunity for them to understand our world and how it isn't yeah. impossible. No. And I was like so touched by that. That is lovely. I was so taken back that they wanted to hear our stories and inform these young kids yeah. about the life. And we had a question, it was like, so how it was like something so broad it was like how did you become an actor and what is it like being an actor and I thought wow that is so broad yeah and we sort of just went into detail saying like it's not always you know roses it's not always easy we do have those down times but I said please 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 if you really want to be a performer commit to it yeah um and do you know educate yourself in the industry but also understand like keep reading keep keep consuming all the things that are happening in the Mm. world live go traveling have your life experience it's so so important um but just know that it's a very saturated industry and so many people want to do what we do but please do it if that's what you want to do because i'm here for it i said and they were like they looked so like they were so kind of um, amazed by our commentary, Aww. but also just like taken a like a back by it a little bit. And I, I was because you know I just what? felt quite like it's, that's beautiful. Because you know what, there will be one one at least one kid sitting in that in that audience that you will have inspired yeah. to pursue an uh, uh, an artistic career. And I think that's there's a lot to be said for that. I was really like that's shocked really that the, beautiful. That the school wanted to do that, and yeah. I was just like, wow. And another teacher was like, how do you cope with like public speaking and stuff like that? How do you learn your lines? How do you do all of that mm. stuff? And I said, the biggest thing I can say to you is to breathe. Mm. It's so important to focus on your breath. Yeah. When you regulate you, your breath and you stand tall, yeah. 
doesn't matter what the other people think. I said, you boys and girls might fear of how you look, how you appear to people, what you mm. say. And I said, honestly, when you get to our age, well, um, <laughs> it doesn't actually matter. Mm. I said, who cares what other people think of you? Yeah. What's important is that you're standing there and you're delivering that speech you the best you can speaking. do because that's all that matters. And if you do that, you've already conquered your biggest fear. Aww. And they were like, oh my God. And I, I was, I felt like I was going to cry. I feel oh, like I'm going to cry right now. Like I just, um, you should be a motivational it's so speaker. Important. That was beautiful. Thanks. Yeah. It's so important. You're so passionate about that. I can see that. Because it makes me, I wish someone like was like that to me at school you, and yeah. they weren't. Yeah. So it yeah. does, um, Oh, darling. It does make me upset a little bit, yeah. but like it gives me, um, hope that mm. these kids took something from they that did. conversation they definitely did and um yeah Aww. if at least one of them was inspired then that was our job done and if they really enjoyed it then that's a bonus because they were like oh what other work do you do like do you always do panto and I was like absolutely not it's first like, time ever. I always do emotional let, let's cry cue the crying <laughs> um all the time so I don't do this and they were like what what you don't you don't I was like no I don't I do like emotional heavy stuff yeah, so yeah um, yeah it was quite oh, quite fun mate. but yeah I thought that was quite a I story love that to thank you for this. sharing that are there any other stories you have to share I don't think so I don't think I can top that one either oh. I think that that has finished off that section <laughs> very nicely <laughs> Of course, we'll have lots of other stories to share. Of course, but there's time. There's time. But there's time. Definitely. What have you got for me, Kat? Have you got a game? You've got a game. No, you've got a game on this one. No, you've got a game. I just did the game on the last one. No, I did the game on the last one. No, I did the game on the last one. It was quickfire. Are you mad? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got it written here. Sorry. (laughs) I'm the even numbers. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Let me get it up. It's a name that tune because we love that. Of course it is. But I'm not going to tell you the genre. Like I'm not going to tell you the the theme of the okay. songs. Right. But uh, do you know what? I'm, we're just going to roll with it. I think you will know them. But let's see. Right. I'm ready. Never been. Would more you ready. like this timed, or would you want me to just play and then I can give you like ten songs and you have just to just play them? All oh, right. Okay. All right, are you ready? Yeah. You have to give me the title and the name of the singer if you know it. Is it If You Love Me Like This? That one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? I don't know who it's by, though. Yeah, you do. Mariah Carey? No. Come on, she's an icon. She sang the Titanic song. Celine Dion. Yes! Okay. Okay. Let me try. I didn't believe who this singer was, by the way. I listened to it on the way here. We literally don't even know. She sings Christmas songs. It's on every Christmas. That one song that she sings. Is it Mariah Carey? Yeah. You're joking. Yeah. I don't know what the name of the song is. Fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah. I wouldn't know that. Okay, ready. Um... 
Actually, no, I'm going to play this one. Who is it? Oh my god. You know it. Um, hang on. No scrub. Yes. What do you need? A bit of care. You need a bit of tea. A mystique. A bit, a bit of tea. Something care. I don't know what TLC. Ah. I never would have known Honestly. that. Okay, right. Next I knew one. the name of the song though. Oh, baby, baby. Who is it? Britney Spears. And what's the song? Song. Oh, my God. What the, what the name is song? Are you actually singing it? You absolutely Oh, oh, baby. Baby, one more time. Baby, one more time. Yeah. Hit me, baby, one more time. That one. Okay, okay. Baby. Yeah. No diggity. Yes. Bye. Bye. I don't actually know who these people are, but I know the song. No doubt. I don't know who the artist is. Okay. No diggity. Black Street. Okay, next one, next one, next one. Banger this is. Yo, man. Oh my god. It wasn't me! Yes! Who? Who is it? Oh, I don't know. Um. I don't know. Pass. Okay. Who was it? Um, Shaggy. Shaggy! Of course it was. Oh. Who is it? You know it, you know it. I knew you'd be better at this genre. Such a banger, this song. Oh my god, what is this song called? Baby, I'm with you. That one. Yeah, it, but it's what you do when you go to sleep at night. Close your eyes. You dream. Oh. You dream. But cool. Come on, you know this. Let me go to the main. I don't know. To become one Spice Girls. Two bit. Okay, yeah. right. I'm gonna go for one more. One more, please. From the same genre. I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna change it up. Uh, you know I'm rubbish at this. I don't know why you keep doing this. No, you actually been really good today. Yes, you know who this is. Who is it? Are you joking? Are you joking? Can you like shut up so I can listen? He was met famous from a young age. Justin Timberlake? Justin Timberlake. No, it's another one though. Bieber. Yeah. Who's, what's the song called? I don't fucking know. I don't listen to Justin Bieber. I'll show you it's called. Is it really? I'll show you how disinterested I am by this song by answering this email. And that's the end of the round. That was shit. That was pretty good, actually, considering you're horrendous at these games. Well, I would um, be better if you chose songs I knew. I'm joking. I chose all the songs that you know knew in the 90s. 
I cho- I specifically chose the nineties. Yeah, in but, your favor. But how would I know that I? <laughs> Like, Catherine. you didn't know that I was going to know those songs. They were just random guesses. No, but I knew that you would knew that, know them because I'm psychic. I knew some of them. I mean, I knew them, but I didn't know the names of them. Yeah. Well, that's one for next time, isn't it? That concludes it. That concludes it. All right. Well, I hope everyone. you guys uh, enjoyed the podcast. And um, you have some nice little freelance stories to share with us. If you do, just make sure that yeah. you tweet Instagram or... TikTok uh, tick us. Tick tick us. Tick tock us. At not the nine to five pod. And uh, we'll be sure to reply. We will. Catch See you later, later, guys. Bye. Bye. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in to Not The 9 To 5 Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe via our social channels. We'd really appreciate it and it helps others find us. Everything we've spoken about on today's episode will be linked in the show notes along with our socials. Join us next week for more freelance adventures because life's too short for a 9 to 5 grind. See you next week on Not The 9 to 5 Podcast.